I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Ah, uh, yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Lisa? 2017. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear her voice, mm-hmm. Lisa Bullock-Kaja. Yes. A.K.A. The mm-hmm. Street Nerdist. Yes. A.K.A. <laughs> the original L Boogie. The original L Boogie. Did you, did you know that, Jay? She's the original L, L Boogie. The original. And then, That's that. and then when she came out and took it out, so I couldn't use that moniker ever again. <laughs> oh, did well. She, did she patent it? Exactly. I did not patent it. I was young. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know. know. I didn't know. I didn't have game back in the yeah, day. It was but over 20 years ago, wasn't it? Oh, a long, long time. God. Long time. <laughs> game. Exactly. You came out, the doctor didn't spank your buddy, braided your hair. <laughs> exactly. Let me tighten that up for you. I got you, mom. <laughs> So y'all hear her voice, Lisa Bolacajo yes. over there. Hey, shout out to uh, Geek Soul Brother. Finally, at last, Hilliard. I'm excited. What y'all did? This coming Saturday, I believe it's this coming Saturday. Yeah, this at is, last. This is drop tomorrow. Yes. This coming Saturday, mm-hmm. under do? the hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. at last, Geek Soul Brother. Is he going to do Train to Train to Busan. Oh, cool. Yes. In conjunction with uh, Grey Art Shift Sister. I'm excited. Yeah. So I, I just really just want to like... Tell people if you're gonna if you've been following us and Geek Soul Brother on um, Saturday Night Sci-Fi, please, 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 this coming Saturday, um, check it out. If you're in the the West Coast, it's seven o'clock. East Coast is ten p.m. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. This is the movie where I told everybody to go see it, and then mm-hmm. people didn't go see it, and then mm-hmm. it disappeared, and mm-hmm. it was mad. And I said, y'all missed out one of the best zombie movies ever it was out of so South Korea. Fun. So, so fun. come and live tweet and join in shenanigans this exactly. Saturday. Shout out to Geek Soul Brother for finally, finally, finally making <laughs> this Saturday. That's what's up. So, mm-hmm. you guys are grown. Let's go ahead and get it in. Mm-hmm. So, today we got a kick ass episode for y'all. Okay. I'm really excited. I got my man on here. Even though I'm older than your funky ass, Jay, I still call you my big bro because he's just full of wisdom. <laughs> we got my man on here, actor, pimp dog, comedian himself, producer, <laughs> everything. Exactly. Look, Jay Moore, author. We keep forgetting you wrote yes. books too. He's like, well, I narrated him. I narrated him exactly. No, I'm just kidding. But I you got no, I'm just no fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, fucking, yeah you're one of the few, ain't you? Gertrude Stein wrote, it takes a heap of loafing to write a book. And she was right. <laughs> My dogs never got walked more. Really? They'll be like, shit, wow. I got to write. Come on, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Who wants to go outside? around. I got to think. I got to think. I knew what I had to write. And exactly. Wait for that callback, that yes. thing. So, mm-hmm. so writing is easy. Sitting down to write is damn near yes. impossible. Yes. Oof. Yes. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But you guys know, like, once you get going, you're once like, Once you get going, you're good. Out. Don't care. Yeah. It's the most romantic, aside from children, mm-hmm. the most romantic exhaustion is like, oh, I was up all night. And then in this town in L.A., <laughs> I think... 
once you speak about writing, it's mm-hmm. like saying you're humble, mm-hmm. having humility. It's like saying you're down. Mm-hmm. You forfeit it by saying it loud. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 I'm down. Like, whoa. No, you ain't. <laughs> right. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, I'm really humble. No, mm-hmm. you're not. I'm really spiritual. Not really. <laughs> Like that's what a stripper says. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really spiritual. <laughs> yeah. I just grind you every once in a while, you know, for like 40 it's bucks. Sp- but. Spiritual for me. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm real spiritual. It's like, my spirituality keeps me from actually having sex yes. with you. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's I had LL uh, Cool J. I never patented it. And then uh, Todd stole it from me. Did you L- really? L- Todd? L- got stolen. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Cool J. I know Todd. Todd. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? Ladies love Cool J. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, you get the LL from him. Oh, that's so funny. What are we ladies love? No, ladies <laughs> love. Yeah, but, but the cool J. His name is exactly. Todd. It's cool but his James. last name, is his last name James? Uh, oh, it's James Smith. Yeah, that's James where he gets the James. Sent, oh, oh, that's the J. That's a J. His cool middle J. name. So maybe his name used to be Cool J, and then he added the LL. The LL. Why would your rap name be your middle name? Because he was yeah. being creative. It sounds L-L-Cool better. LL Cool T? You'll have to ask him. Do- no. <laughs> no, LL Cool J. You know why I'm the greatest of all time? For 25 years, I kept y'all standing in line. I went, all right, the there GOAT album go. is fantastic. That there one you line, go. you got me. There okay. you go. Just bars, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's and he was just so young and just came out spinning. like, all right, mm-hmm. all right. But what's, I, on, what's under the hat? He never takes his hat off. He's got, I know. I think he's got a tail, man. No, he's got a... He's got an Aryan Nation. <laughs> then he gets a TV show. He goes, how much a week? I'll lose exactly. the fucking head. I'm bald. <laughs> here's, here's my head. Uh, exactly. Thank you for money, CBS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I man. noticed something. Here's very funny. Um, me and my husband, Scott, were looking at, we're looking at something, because he's like a huge NCIS fan. He watches all of them, right? And he was talking about how handsome that LL is. And I was looking at like his like greatest hits or something album. And you could see how wide his nose used to be. So he's had a nose job done. Mm. And I was like, oh, look at the difference here in his nose. I never, I always noticed how perfect he right, looks. Right. I was like, oh, this bitch has some work done. Didn't he? Was Scott defending him? Like, no, he No, no, no. He's like, oh, wow. It's, I mean, right. it's really wide at first. Right. right. Almost, no, fu- almost fucking KRS, KRS one wide almost. You know what I mean? It's that, wide. Nothing's like that. <laughs> <laughs> My God, like Daryl Strawberry's nose. <laughs> KRS One. That's that's an unfortunate nose. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my one. favorite. That's <clears throat> top three for yeah. me. Yeah, is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I never I really got into KRS One as much for me. I think I think his subject matter was amazing, but his rap cadence always wasn't great to me. Mm. Interesting. I'm more of a Rock Kim, mm. Slick Rick. I like that flow. But I like KRS that. Be- he ended <clears throat> Slick Rick. KRS has run. I saw something on YouTube and mm-hmm. I can't find it anymore. Mm-hmm. He goes, every year I look, every month, I forget the unit of time, a couple months. Mm-hmm. He goes, I look at the billboard charts and if you're on there, mm-hmm. I got a rhyme for you and it will end your career. Really? PM Dawn, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cannabis, yeah, gone. Yeah. Slick Rick. Yeah. They wind up uh, something about carrying a gun and they wait uh, for something, but there is not uh, something that something never happens. You wind hmm. up shooting your cousin, you bug it. Mm-hmm. That was Slick Rick. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, there's no. I got retweeted by Chuck D. I'm on a plane really? taxiing, mm-hmm. and somebody was giving their battle raps, mm-hmm. the rappers of all time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but Karis, Karis won. Chris ended battle rap. <laughs> he ended the genre. Right. Mm-hmm. Because eventually you got to go see, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right. on the fifth mm-hmm. floor, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the Kung Fu movie. Right. <laughs> and you just can't. Like, no one can take him out. Mm-hmm. And you don't curse. It's no, you know, bitches and hoes. Right. Or no ends. It's just like the original battle rap right. is give me the mic. The DJ needs a break. And I'm going to keep 
master of ceremonies, mm-hmm. Bez Rakim, and right. he moved the crowd. Mm-hmm. 18th letter nailed mm-hmm. it. And he could move the crowd just mm-hmm. going, I don't like your shirt, your shoes, mm-hmm. I'm better. In the group home, dreaming about the microphone. Mm-hmm. I always thought, why the cops fucked it up? Like, it's always just what was happening. Hmm. And everybody else. Personals is what they call it, right? right? I'm at the club <laughs> and uh, looking at booties. And, the, and he's like, all right. Like, well, there you go. Yeah. Bye-bye. I study God while you study titties and ass. I yes. pity your class. Yeah. Well, KRS-One, I'll put you flat on your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God. That's <laughs> I'm I'm, Like I said, I'm not against... Him as a rapper, oh, it was his cadence to me that always didn't flow right to me. He didn't, and but but you but what you just said there is he purposely wasn't making hits like that. He was he was doing conscious uh, rap at the time. We called call it conscious you know rap I mean? back in the day. Edutainment. 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 Okay, that's like that's love's cool. Love's gonna get you. Right. Yeah, that was a cool song. Now that I liked. You know, he's I, got a, he's got a couple. Songs. Like, I totally slept on that song, and I slept on Friends. Really, but love's gonna get you. I was listening to. Uh, I was driving to like an audition or something. I was like. This is the hardest shit on earth. Hmm. Like later, I found out it was Rob and his crew. <laughs> Two and a half pair of pants. You ain't cool. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is nice. And the effects are so like, like from like a Casio, like a noisemaker from Toys R Us. <laughs> like the gun is like, like the siren. Mm-hmm. And then he wound up just doing it with his mouth, like whoop whoop. That's the sound of the police. Yes. I just like when he does that dance hall reggae when he starts flowing like that. Yeah, yeah he's got that down. Nuts. He's got Aww. that down. That's for that. Y'all take me back to like the old days. Like, man, I want to break out some cardboard. <laughs> Start to get it. I wouldn't know. Get it. the now laters and the pickle in the middle. I was boogie popping, stopping, and locking on my periscope this morning. I was shaving. <laughs> I put on stopping, popping, and locking. I put on the rapture. It was Karen's this morning. I said, wow, I just realized that. He goes, I'm not saying I'm number one. Oops, sorry, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, yeah, four, four, and five. five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Fred Berry in my own He turned a rerun out here. Hey, <laughs> How was the game? Uh, I think it was okay. Two hot dogs and one slushy. Stupid jokes. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, uh, welcome to the show, Jay. We yes. appreciate having you, buddy. I feel like I've known you guys my entire life. I've yes. known you uh, briefly. Yeah, just a few long, months. Even more briefly. Mm-hmm. But uh, you put your soul out on the line. We did that table read. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Lisa, you're one of the most talented people I've seen ever, and then I was stunned that you were not an actress, actress. Uh, no, I am the. Have you the ever simple- really done anything? In high school, like play stuff, and oh, then I realized in relationships. relationships. No, I, you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to. It was like mm-hmm. back in the day when I was thirteen, trying to write for different strokes and mm-hmm. sending letters to Norman Lear. Oh, you got to tell him the story. Right? Oh okay. my god, no, tell him, tell I him. still have the letters to Norman Lear. Love he just interviewed Norman Lear oh, on his show. Need to have no, didn't you? Like a couple we weeks cried. ago. Oh, oh my, my god. god, it was beautiful. Oh my god. Thank you. So I used to write letters to like Norman Lear. He had Tanner Productions, and I would write mm-hmm. stuff like I knew nothing about screenwriting. I just mm-hmm. know I really like different strokes, and I want to write for them. So I had a typewriter. I didn't even have the proper. I didn't have nothing. I didn't know what a safe was a self, you know, self-addressed. Th- I didn't know what none of that stuff was. I had like onion skin paper. I was writing my little script, and I just mailed it off to like this agent. I think it was the writers. What is it? Writers Artist Agency. Because somebody said you got to get an agent. So I just sent him that, and the woman sent me a letter back and said. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the spark we're looking for, but mm-hmm. good luck. They didn't realize I was like 12. They didn't know. They just thought I was some adult sending a script they in. They did. And you know, and so I said, you know what? I'm going to bypass that. I'm just going to send it straight to the production company. <laughs> and sent it, and they would send letters back saying, 
yeah, we don't accept unsolicited. I didn't know what unsolicited meant. I just kept sending it. And finally, I got this letter from Norman Lear, like, we do not accept unsolicited whatever. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't care anymore. I'm going to do something else, you know. But it, was, it wasn't until years later that I realized, holy shit, the audacity of youth. You know, like, Norman, I, I didn't realize Norman Lear was Norman Lear. I just realized, oh, he's a producer. He does one of my favorite shows. He's awesome. And then years later, I realized, oh, my God, he's such a huge part of my childhood mm-hmm. and all the shows that I watch. It's like, holy shit, I'm embarrassed now. Let me you tell know? you something. I listen to, I listen to all Jay's shows, but Jay interviewed Norman Lear a few weeks ago. I swear to God, a minute, because he sat down. You already about to cry just because it was Norman Lear. I don't know what it was, but you were in that moment. And so yeah. for some reason, he sat in the pocket with you in the entire All the way episode, wow. dude. No, 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 He's no. He's a holy man. Hold on, wow. hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to get to that, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. But by the midpoint, Norman started really letting Jay take over, and he started letting Jay actually be like his therapy. It was weird. It was like a therapy session. Wow. Norman was in tears toward the end. Oh, I more could tell, podcast. dude. Oh it was God. bad uh, Free ass, app, dude. by the way, the More Stories Podcast. It's a <laughs> yes. free it's app. Yes. It's a free app. It's yes. free. Just type it in and you got it. I got you. I don't remember my password. No problem. <laughs> uh, there's like 10 of the last 15 have been these crazy therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. It started when I was here with you mm-hmm. and Pete Turner. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. You and I met. Like, yeah. You and I started crying. Right. Yeah, dude. I and met him for like 15 minutes and we both were in this. Oh, see, that was the episode. I was gone that weekend. Yeah, that's right. And I wanted to be there. That's and right. then you're like, oh, and I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. He was the day before, mm-hmm. or the, actually the morning of, I was putting down some questions in a notebook mm-hmm. and I, I was in a hotel. I started crying hmm. and I just the just the import like Lisa said he's had in my life I never just paused and stopped pulled the car over took the mm-hmm. exit ramp and was still and went alright so when James died I'm like <laughs> okay Junior in your own home you don't run and hide from nobody mm-hmm. and then the studio audience goes like they had to bleep shit out like right. motherfucker right right mm-hmm. like you actually hear right on like, <laughs> right. they like fuck <laughs> right. that right. Uh-huh. right yeah and then like uh, Edith on the uh, on the uh, uh, on all in the family losing boy her the faith way in God. Yeah. played and then <laughs> yes. Archie realizing he his faith was in Edith and right. I'm like connecting these dots and I'm yes. like Maud and the abortion mm-hmm. yes I just started crying and I had mm. no idea how much he was inside me on like a cellular yep. level the yeah. power of a yeah. writer yeah. And it was, he's a holy, holy man. And I mean it. Like, I saw him on uh, Oprah, Super Soul Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, this guy is like the Dalai Lama. Right. If the Dalai Lama was in that room with me, mm-hmm. I would not have been as still. I would not have been as me. Right. The me yeah. that you knew was yeah, in yeah, me yeah, yeah. when right. you met me, mm-hmm. and I was such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've only known me a mess uh, the one time you saw me. <laughs> But that's the me. Like, that's who I've always known I could get to Hmm. personally was with him. Mm -hmm. And at the end, that story about his friend giving him that dog after World Mm -hmm. War II, Mm -hmm. he, like, lost his shit. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my God. Dude, I I must have cried four times in that that interview. Mm. You know? Wow. And what you said, Lisa, about the audacity you said Mm -hmm. you had at 12... I don't know if that's audacity. It's not audacity. It's purpose. It's focus. It's true. The truth you had at 12 to go agent. 
I wrote this. And what I Mm -hmm. love about it is the fact that I'm pretty sure he got sick and tired of me mailing stuff. And (laughs) and the secretary sending stuff back. And finally it was like, let me just send this kid this (laughs) thing. And I still have that letter to this day (gasps) that I kept. I still have it. With my old address, my little thing on there. And it's like, we don't accept. And I was just like, let me just hold on to this. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until years later that I started getting it. And I realized, holy shit. I I mean, I knew who Norman Lear, because he did all my shows Mm -hmm. that had such a, I mean, come on, mod. Are you fucking kidding me? All, the, all those mm-hmm. shows, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my God. Like this man touched and mm-hmm. said this and sent it to this kid in San Diego, you know, and has no idea <laughs> True. that I've kept that all these years. Mm-hmm. So when I did come back around, it's like, let me start doing it again. And I realized, holy shit, this man is amazing. You know, it's, so. a, it's a great interview. Everybody needs I to listen. I want to meet in Perkins. I'll probably do the same thing. I'll probably break down and start crying. And, and be like, <laughs> I can't even talk to you, sir, but here's the paper I've been keeping since I was like 12. <laughs> well, I, I wish I kept all of, I wish I kept notes of like doing stand up on the road and where mm. I was. Because I was like 16, 17. Well, yeah. I was like 19. Yeah, you were young. Yes. I was all in at 19, right? Wow. Oh, man. And, but that, uh, that really, well, you said the audacity. Mm-hmm. No, that's how it should be. Like, you need an agent. You send it to an agent. An agent who can't write. Like, mm-hmm. the David Mamet said, mm-hmm. uh, the David Mamet. What am the I? David. <laughs> you know, what is he, a band? <laughs> it's your cousin. It's Ladies and gentlemen, the Motley Crew. <laughs> so the Velvet Underground. <laughs> great. What a great name for a band. Um, in his book, he's, uh, True and False, which I, I read probably once a month. He says, when you audition, remember that everyone in the room is your moral and intellectual inferior because at one point in their lives, they were doing what you are doing in that moment, and they Mm -hmm. took the desk. Damn. Wow. They already know who they want. Otherwise, you would not be auditioning. Say the words. Cause a problem for them so they have to redo their lists. If you don't get the job, say the words better again. Wow. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Wow. And I, when I did Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. I knew all this. After that was your first movie, right? First ever. Mm-hmm. And they had an offer to Owen Wilson. Really? He did Bottle Rocket yeah. with James Brooks. Mm-hmm. And not the audacity or the truth, the seeking. Right. I just was like, I know this guy. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm sugar. And they had to, re- they had <laughs> yes. to rescind the offer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how rare that was to rescind somebody's offer, not because of like they're on drugs or they're, right. they're whacked mm-hmm. out and they tried to hang themselves jacking off in Thailand. <laughs> right. Oh, what a way to go out. <laughs> right, right. I think that was the original EPMD. <laughs> what a way to go out jacking <laughs> off from <laughs> us. <laughs> and um, I got the part. And then when I read True and False, I'm like, wow, that's what I did. Hmm. Not like giving myself credit, but mm-hmm. the fact that with David Mamet, I realized this guy's on to it, but right. you sending the script in makes perfect sense to me. And that's why I won't, I just started writing for myself this year hmm. because I had time. Cause I go through this divorce and you go, Oh wow, this person took all of me. Mm-hmm. And I was always, it's like enabling a drunk, but mm-hmm. you're enabling somebody that's maybe a little blue. <laughs> I don't want to talk about her. Uh, it's not fair. So, and then with the free time, I'm like, I'm going to write for myself. And you go, what do I want to play? Okay. Well, I got to write scenes without me in them. Mm. Oh, those are better than the ones with me in Exactly, yeah. I'm going to go back and redo those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it, it's been really exciting. And then, like, my buddy Don Tardino goes, who wrote this? Where'd you get this? And I go, no, that's mine. <laughs> and he goes, would you mind if I... Yes, whatever you're about to say, because that's all I've been looking for mm-hmm. is a connection. Yeah. Like, I insult shit, but... Mm-hmm. It's writers... I don't know how you guys do it because you got to write and write and it's your life and you create characters. And you said to me something that was amazing, Hilliard. 
these characters, once you got off your preconceived narrative of who mm-hmm. they were, they came to life. They walked away from you, mm-hmm. and you had to go run them down and bring them back. Well, yeah, me teary eyed talking mm-hmm. about this shit because mm-hmm. I was in the reference. I was telling him about about Tulsa when I first wrote the script. Mm-hmm. I was telling him about and thanks Jay for coming, you know, and reading for us. You know, I know you said you weren't one hundred percent that day, but still, it was awesome. So thank you. <clears throat> but, Wait, you weren't one hundred percent because it was like it got tense in that room. <laughs> like literally, I keep telling people I ever forget. I'm the narrator. I'm like, well, he's shit, a pro. He's let a me pro. listen. I was that day. I was not a pro. I was late. All sweaty. Yeah. It just came from some stupid argument. <laughs> the reason but I was late for everything. But it fit the character. Yeah, just use it. Just use it. It you totally works for you. You watch it. I'm sure, I know you guys filmed that table read. I haven't watched it. you watch the first... 30 minutes, know, maybe. Eight lines that I have. Mm-hmm. And watch the last eight lines that I have. It was you, Lisa. Yeah, he started feeding off your energy, I think. Mm. And the kid, Frederick, across from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Samaj. PH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Frederick, Frederick Samaj. Mm-hmm. Our characters had no scenes together. Mm-hmm. We had nothing in common. He's a young black male. Mm-hmm. I'm an old ass <laughs> uh, white guy with a daddy kink. <laughs> but when he was doing his lines, mm-hmm. I went, "That's that's the frequency. That's it." Mm-hmm. And I can't explain that. Yeah, I'm sure. But Tell I'm me. like, "That's my guy." Mm-hmm. Like we grew up in the same house or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And your narration, I told Hilliard this on Tulsa. It was like double Dutch, and it was slow. And I was in there like, whoa, I was, I was late after the, I found out the director gave a speech like, and if you're late, you're a piece of shit. Here's Jay Moore. Here's Jay Moore, everybody. Because it's unacceptable, it's unprofessional, and only a real jerk would be, hey, Jay, have a seat wherever you want. Exactly. And I'm looking around the room, I'm like, wow, everybody's been here, ready to go, mm-hmm. pencils sharpened. And then my first lines in the script, it said, PA for Paul. And I thought it was PA, like PA announcer. For some reason, I spaced. <laughs> and I'm like, well, who's going to be the fucking P? And then you actually got out of your chair, Hilliard. Mm-hmm. It's a big giant, for the listener, big mm-hmm. giant rectangle of tables. It looked like there was 100 people in the room. It was, mm-hmm. But that, I realized, was the weight of each person combined. <laughs> the higher power was mm-hmm. that room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you had to come all the way around to my part of that <laughs> rectangle. You tapped me on my shoulder and went, your paw. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, what are you doing there, girl? <laughs> so my first line mm-hmm. was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I never even read it like, before. Pinch somebody's ass and they just go, do I? Yeah, exactly. And I realized almost every movie I've done, the take that stays in is when I'm just, like, I'm staring at Keanu Reeves' face on Street Kings. And I'm like, this motherfucker's beautiful. <laughs> like, like, took me out my game. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not gay, but I'm on the waiting list. I'm officially now. I'm on the waiting list because I'm like, I get it. I don't give. It's because he acts like he's in a cigarette commercial sometimes. Like, have a lucky friends. But he's always digging and searching. He's he's reading like Richard the Third between takes for real. Like not the show, put on a show. And I'm like, man, is he Hawaiian? Look at the lips on it. He's got that scar, and I know he just shaved. I saw him shaving in the makeup room, but he's got like a always a oh. That we'll take care of it. Hilarious. Shit. Print moving on. Like, no. And Forrest Whitaker did it to me That's because he hilarious. always resets 
Tom Cruise does it, Forrest Whitaker does it, where if he doesn't like the way it's going, he'll just start over. Mm-hmm. But with Forrest, who's mm-hmm. such a fucking great actor, mm-hmm. you think he doesn't know his lines. Oh, really? So in Street Kings, he comes in, there's dead bodies everywhere, and Keanu did this whole like breakup. He shoots like 44 <laughs> Korean guys. He breaks up like, his kid, little kitty porn ring, and they're mm-hmm. in the cage, and he frees mm-hmm. them. And we're all, all the guys are pissed off because he's going to get all the credit, even though we all work together. And I'm supposed to be like the muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And he, but I'm Forrest's guy. Detective Mike Lady and I, he comes in and he goes, "Oh, this is great, huh? Okay, what? This is great. <laughs> you know what? This is great." And I'm like, uh, "This guy doesn't know his fucking yeah. lines, mm. but he was searching. He's finding it, and he knows yeah. he can play for the editor, mm-hmm. and he knows they're going to change the lens, mm-hmm. and he knows they're going to swing around. Right. He knows this is a math." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I can't believe." And I go, "Oh my God, everybody's." thinking the same thing because nobody's talking mm-hmm. and I realize they're not talking because it's my turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and my first line was something like, uh, hey, you two cease fire or I will kick both your fucking asses. Mm-hmm. And I go, come on guys, cool it. <laughs> <laughs> something stupid. And they're like, let's do it again. Good job, everybody. <laughs> that's but hilarious. That's but you like, learned something in that. Yeah. Is what I doing. learned that listening and being in the moment as an actor for mm. me personally mm-hmm. is a terrible idea. <laughs> I need to go like this. Not my turn, not my turn, go. That's not my turn, not hilarious. my turn, go. Because wow. if I'm listening, I either think, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, or some word bounces around, I'm like, wow, mellifluous. <laughs> mellifluous. That sounds exactly, it's like a, what? Oh, well, the keto Indian, the key, is it keto? Shit. <laughs> I can't. And I know actors are like, so you got to Clearly listen. not a one-take wonder. <laughs> no, I am. I am absolutely a one-take. If you start, right? Absolutely. No, no, no. If I just lock in, mm-hmm. and if I, I, I just got to be present. Don't spook the thoroughbred. How long the track? Mm-hmm. How far do I run? Like, right. Clint, you only get one take. Mm-hmm. And then hereafter, just boom, boom, we're out, you know, a two-week shoot, we're out in four days. Mm-hmm. But the steady cam guy... Me and Matt Damon are in an elevator, supposed to leave the elevator, walk down the hallway, and it's a walk and talk. And he goes, just so you know, you're going to be out of here faster than you think. You get one take. Don't freak out. Hmm. Everybody's nice. And I go, thanks, man. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> one take. And the steady cam guy walking backwards walks into the wall a little bit. Hmm. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. You know, this is his guy's for 20 years. Hmm. Take two. Steady cam guy, focus guy goes, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> and the guy walk, he, he grazes the wall again. Then we go to the office, and he bumps like a door. So now it's like yeah. take seven. Really? We've been talking, mm-hmm. and Clint's like, "What's the problem?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that close. My first day, first scene of from going like, "Not me." <laughs> I just want to say my one line. <laughs> and he don't say action. He goes, "Man, if you guys are ready, just go back from." Just go. And I go, why don't you ever say action? He goes, have you ever yelled action in your everyday life? (laughs) It's startling. (laughs) If I came up to you and said action, you wouldn't know what the hell I was talking about. So whenever you're ready. Interesting. He's a good dude. Oh, Clint. Wow. (laughs) One of the best Clint Eastwood story of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on set. <clears throat> We're shooting in this sport. I do this on stage, too. Mm-hmm. I forget to, so I'm actually going to write it down. <laughs> Remind me. Jason, he's got his pen, his paper. He's, he's always writing. Not writing. Actually, I love that. He's always writing. Yeah. <clears throat> Figuring out late in life. Uh, so we're on set in a sports bar. It's me and Matt Damon at the bar. 
And he comes up to me, Clint, uh, we're done. We shoot for the day. He calls him Clint, by the way. Yeah. You know. Well, what would you call him? <laughs> Mr. Eastwood? <laughs> I'm the daddy. <laughs> <clears throat> him, I'd go, oh, I'd guess like that guy. I'd be a year mm. before he knew we never had sex if he would have me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we're in the sports bar, and then we're done with the scene, and you see everybody packing up and leaving, and behind me I hear, J.J.? The only people call me JJ, people that know me since I was a kid, John mm -hmm. Jr., or my friends that are around me enough to hear people saying JJ and they become comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's like my father's come to like what my, I go, ooh, <laughs> and like my ass tightens up, I'm like, oh no, mm -hmm. like, how did he get to San Francisco? <laughs> but it's not my father, it's Clint. Mm -hmm. And I turn around, I go, yes, sir. And he goes, would you like to join me for a Czechoslovakian beer? <laughs> 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 that is the most random yet specific Interesting, yes. yeah. sentence on earth. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, actually, uh, I'm sober. I don't drink. Hmm. And he, he says, his face scrunches up. He goes, well, then I guess you're done for the day. Damn. But he said it like, you're a fucking faggot. <laughs> Get away from me. Like, he was not happy about it. Right. Confused by it. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm in a Teamster van going back to my hotel, and I'm like, did I just get fucking fired? Huh. Like, it was that cold, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't drink with Clint. Right. And then in my mind, I'm like, all right, I drink with Clint. And I go down the rabbit hole. I'll be doing coke off his dick in like a week. <laughs> But I'll be able to play Chet Baker. I can play George Carlin. Mm -hmm. You're my muse, JJ. Mm -hmm. Daddy's ready for another line. <laughs> and then I'll get my Oscar and then go to fucking rehab. Exactly. Like, I'm an idiot. The next day I go to set, we're on the street of San Francisco, a street in San Francisco at an apartment building. And we got to go up and do a walk and talk again. And to the third floor. And Clint pulls up to Video Village, which is across the street, as mm -hmm. you guys know, gets mm -hmm. out of his town car, walks across the fucking street without, like, Wolverine. He's Wolverine. He's the OG <laughs> Wolverine, right? <laughs> and, like, he just comes out of the car and goes, how long has it been since you've had booze or drugs? Loud? Well, from the car, yeah. And Damn. then when he got closer, got more quiet. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not this interesting. <laughs> And I go, I never really kept track, you know, May 5th, 1998. <laughs> and then he says to me, it's me, Matt Damon, and Richard Kind standing there in the doorway, wait, ready to work. And he goes, you know, uh, I never had a problem with, uh, are you wearing a mic? Yeah. Cover it up. Really? So I put my hand over like my little <laughs> vampire mic between my buttons, you know, little, I think that's what they call it, right? And uh, meanwhile, Matt Damon's wearing a mic, Richard uh -huh. Kind's wearing a mic, we're standing next to each, the boom guy goes down low and starts taking steps in like, oh shit, this is going to be good here. <laughs> For real, like, and he goes, my problem was never drugs or booze. JJ, my problem was always P-U-S-S-Y. Damn. Let's get to work whenever you're ready. Now I gotta go act knowing that he's a pussy addict. Wow. And I'm thinking, like, well, that's a lot of big, big bushes. Like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking instead of my lines. Like, yeah, wow. yeah. Big, giant, like right. that guy behind home plate with the rainbow wig, John yes. 316. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. And then the 90s is like, what's wrong with you? Uh -huh. yeah. Are you sick? Because, you know, <laughs> women started taking care of their uh, grooming, I guess, more so. Mm -hmm. or, that sounded, you know what I meant. So I walk down the hallway, I have no lines. Oh, no, I do have a, I'm supposed to walk to Matt Damon's door. He's not there. The neighbor has to come out and hand me a letter from Matt Damon, and I read it aloud. Hmm. And he goes, we'll probably just have you uh, have it, him read it in post, but I would like you to read it, so I have it. I go, great. The girl comes out of her <clears throat> apartment, goes, oh, hi, Billy, your brother's... And I'm like, what the fuck is this lady doing? Because she's <laughs> not wearing a mic, because she has no lines. <laughs> but it's a Clint Eastwood movie. Audacity. That's audacity. Uh, uh, he's going to discover me. And he did. 
And she goes, hey, Billy, your brother's there. not home, but he left you a goddamn it cut. It's three stories. I never saw a 75-year-old man run. I've never seen a 75-year-old man go up three flights of stairs. But that morning, about 8.15 in San Francisco, I saw a 75-year-old man run up three wow. flights of fucking stairs. And when he got to the top, it was Clint Eastwood, <laughs> khaki pants, golf shirt, Wolverine hair, no sweat, not out of breath. Heart rate was probably 70. He goes, where's the girl? And we sell her out. She's right there in that door. <laughs> She's in there. Like little kids. She's in there. She's in there. And she comes out smiling. He goes, why the hell are you smiling? And the smile goes away. He goes, I cannot explain to you, sweetheart, how little this movie is about you. Damn. I could get a chimpanzee to hand JJ a letter, but I decided to go with you instead. Damn. A lot of people have a right arm. Hand him the letter, do your job, or go the fuck home. Damn. Verbatim. Icicles are forming on the fucking walls. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. To this day, that is the coldest, most brutal thing anybody's mm-hmm. ever said. And the weirdest I've ever felt on a set. And I worked with Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. That shit was cold. <laughs> and then I'm standing at the landing because I was walking back from that conversation. And he goes back to go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. He gets the landing and he looks at me after one step, turns around and goes, P-U-S-S-Y. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next take, she threw that letter at you. She was like, <laughs> "Take it, bitch." P U at like I'm like, wow. was he sending wow. it off for later? Like, yeah. wow. it was yeah. amazing. P U S it like, are we boys? <laughs> <laughs> Call me Clint. <laughs> it's funny though when you said he came over to you. I started thinking. So you were saying like all night I was tripping like am I fired and blah blah blah. I was like he was thinking about it too in his own way. Oh, he definitely was. You he thought me? about it all night. Yeah, he How thought about it, it all night. Since you've had booze or drugs in your body. Yes. Yeah. You cross the street like a fucking superhero, <laughs> and he is. Yeah, exactly. They were filming in the ocean, the tsunami scene in mm-hmm. Hawaii, and they could, the actors were French, and he's got an AD that's speaking like half French or whatever, and he goes, "Tell the girl I need her uh, to back," and they're like, uh, "No, they're like, they're the mics are going out, everything's going out. Right. They're in the fucking ocean." Oh, yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood takes off his shirt, his pants, his shoes, and his boxer shorts, dives into the Pacific Ocean, really? swims 40 yards, and treads water, and in perfect French goes, uh, Maintenant, j'ai besoin. Faut toi dites comme ça avec ce garçon. And he tells her what he wants to do, and she really? goes, D'accord, bien sûr, d'accord, d'accord, bien, bien. And <laughs> he don't go back to the boat. This motherfucker just paddles out, out of the shot. He knows what? the shots. And they do like six or seven takes. And he just freestyles. I mean, escape from Alcatraz, bro. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dude. Damn. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I wish I was on every set he's ever been on. <laughs> Man. So I believe you guys golden. have a podcast and usually talk on it. I'm sorry. No. Oh, dude. No. The bane of my we existence. roll, we roll. We let people just, you know, do what they want to do. They've heard our voices all the time. I Trust me. Your uh, <laughs> different strokes script, did you, what was the basic story? Do you remember? I mean, you know what? I think I still have the script. Hmm. Let me think. What I, I wrote I think, No, I think what it was, it yeah. was, now this is when I knew I'm telepathic and I know <laughs> that trends are going to happen before they happen. The idea was that, uh, Willis is going to have a girlfriend is going to come over and what my idea was this is going to be the jump off point mm-hmm. of my pilot show which was, going, oh, which, show. Uh, which was going to be the Bill Cosby show the way it should have been <laughs> back when I was 12 and okay. so I was introducing this character and just trying to like you know all the wrong things that you don't mm-hmm. do when you're on TV so but it's just something about introducing a new character girlfriend uh, Arnold has a crush on her the shenanigans that ensue mm-hmm. that kind of thing 
And then it was like going to be a jump off for this other character. And then like maybe a, a year later. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Who was the other character? The, 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 the other character was just a girl. A, a girl who came from a family who were, were they doctors? I think they both were doctors. And that was just basically it. I mean, I have to go back and read a that. Sister. It's been a long time. So the sister, the <laughs> so Dana, whatever her name is, Dana Plato, like maybe she probably bugged out too. <laughs> a lot I, of black know, people in that house. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of people, but it was like then nothing happened. Of course, I got the letter, and then like maybe a year later, that's when they introduced the Janet Jackson character. Mm. You know, and and I was like, oh, there's Janet, yay! Oh, it's blah blah blah, <laughs> and I thought, oh, maybe they'll do a show, a spinoff, or something, and. Not in my mind thinking, oh, you know, someone stole. I wasn't even yeah, thinking you don't that. Think that I was just not. thinking, oh, they're gonna use, they're gonna do something like I said they should do. <laughs> I was so excited, and so you know, I did, think I wrote like did three that of scripts. make you write more because it was validation that you were thinking how they. But by the way, they uh, uh, absolutely they're like there was some letter where like uh, was girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that propel you to write more because it was validation to a twelve year old girl. You know, it was exciting. But I th- I think what it was I was more into like the Stephen King and trying to write horror books and stuff. And it was just a TV. It was like thing. I loved the TV show and I just wanted to do a TV thing. And then after that, it was more like writing short stories and and getting into writing a book. But I think it did set the precedent later to like go back to be interested in like screenwriting and, and writing in that that I guess in that that forum. Did you write at thirteen? Yes. Fourteen, fifteen. Like, was there ever a break? Mm. I'd always done journaling. I was always making my own one sheet posters for movies. I was always writing like little blurbs. It's like people go, "Are you on tour?" Because I'm a comic, mm-hmm. and I go, I try to explain to them like, there's no like tour, it's all I do. Right. Like, there's no T-shirt with like Jacksonville, Florida, September 5th, <laughs> Tallahassee. By the way, every tour starts in fucking Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. always like some shithole in Florida, like Lakeland, Florida, Tom Petty. Like, I don't care where Tom Petty is, I'll pass. <laughs> and uh, like, it's all I do. So mm-hmm. I always say, no, I'm I'm always just my calendar's never unless I'm working on a film or a mm-hmm. TV show or something. And then, so I wanted to know if that was the same with writers. Yeah, for me, it was always doing something. I was always writing short stories. I was already writing little plays. And like I said, the dream was yeah, I was going to We come movies. from from spoken word, right? Like, like we told poetry. You, we, yeah, you know, I was doing a lot of not as heavily. Like a lot of my friends were heavily into spoken word. A lot of the, the poetry mm-hmm. slams were coming out. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but I wasn't to that level where I wanted to go. Oh, I want to go compete and do all that stuff. Sure. It was more like let's hang out with friends. I like to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. To watch it, the mm-hmm. hangout, and they always had me being the door person collecting money. And they know you can thumb. Because they know you can thumb. No, it was always. Hold on a second. Something. Let's put a pin in this. Okay. Because if it's a poetry slam, let's take let's change the word slam. If it's poetry reading, all mm-hmm. right, bunch of poetry guys. I don't really want them at the door. <laughs> <laughs> but I see Lisa like I know you can throw. Just the moment I met you, I'm like, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, shit breaks out. I'll mm-hmm. be me, Hill, and uh, El Boogie. We'll be side by side. I'll fuck it. I got two. I know you guys got one. You so they're probably like, well, nobody wants to step up to a lady. It's like when you play basketball with a girl on your team. Yes. I had a four-on-four going at Tompkins Square Park. Sarah Silverman was on my team. It's like 91. Hmm. She played in high school. 
She didn't miss from like 10 really? feet. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to body on a lady. Yeah, yeah. I true. mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm like John Starks on MJ, like forearm in the back. Yeah, I'm like her that bitch, man. I got my balls on her calf. Just like, mm, yeah. You're pregnant. I'm Tracy Morgan basketball. <laughs> she was almost Sarah Morgan. <laughs> so you're always, uh, it just keeps going. It just kept It just kept going. And it wasn't until like later on, like, I had a friend that was working at Sony and she started sending me, she sent me the Jerry Maguire script mm-hmm. and That's I tell the story all the time about it. Yeah. like before they even said who was cast she and at the time I didn't know you weren't supposed to do this but she was like you want to read the scripts I know you're interested in writing because she remember you know we were kids mm-hmm. like yeah you might want to do this I remember I had got Jerry McGuire's script uh, my best friend's wedding mm-hmm. um, Jumanji it was a bunch of those scripts well, that came yeah, out yeah, and yeah. I remember I sat there had a cup of tea mm-hmm. I was on the beach in San Diego I read that fucking script and I said number one and I went to her just before I knew there were reader jobs where you can read scripts and tell people, like, you need to do this shit. My first thought was, whoever plays the football player is going to win a fucking Oscar. <laughs> everybody else on these car- character roles, they're going to get nominated. Mm-hmm. This script is probably going to win for everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, whoever they get, this, this, this shit, like, from jump, like, from page five, I thought, this script is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so ironic that you <laughs> ended up being in the movie, playing the character where I was like... I hate this character so much, but I'm so compelled to watch this character. Yes. Like, it's such a character's like, such a dick. Mm-hmm. People think I'm a dick in you're, real life. Yeah, they? No, yeah. but it's so no, they not do. From, you're so like, not that. No. Nobody's yeah. ambivalent about it. No. It's like, it's but like. That, a lot of it is from that character. Exactly. No, I bet. It's like, it's such, I mean, I, I call it, like, to this day, I think, if I'd have known. You also I'm were sure. dealing with the freaking, you know, like, fucking Tom Cruise, who everybody loves. But that's so you the easy were, part. Yeah? Because you're reading with, like, Gail Evan in the valley in mm-hmm. a little office and you're like ooh you'd, because for, and then you read for somebody else right. and there's a lot of people in the office and your mm-hmm. time, your space time continuum's all right. whacked out mm-hmm. it's like this is weird but what's interesting though because like I said I had got that script before they did any casting and mm-hmm. I remember she just told me don't let nobody see you with this so I've been mm-hmm. going like little shopping bags <laughs> and I'm just and I would give them back to her like mm-hmm. you know and then after a while she's like girl don't give me so I used to have like closets full of these scripts Mm-hmm. You know, from TriStar and all that. And I just remember when I read that, I was like, where are they fucking, first of all, I need to figure out the name of this writer and follow their shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like, if I want to write on that level, this is the level we're writing at. Well, let, let me ask you, Jay, how did you, how did you even get, get the call? I know we're going way fuck I wouldn't, But I was going to say, like, by the time you get to Tom Cruise, for yeah. me personally, mm-hmm. people, p- people always go like, you must have freaked out by the time you have to read with Pacino. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, because that is the greatest gas for that car. Mm-hmm. The tires have been rotated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like being in the pit row. <laughs> You've already been through six yeah, other auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran yeah. over the fucking tires, hit the bale of hay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. man, this car sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why don't you slide into the number 48 car? Interesting, yeah. And then Tom Cruise tried to murder me with that really? scene. Mm. This dude, when people talk about like a, a college coach that straightened him out, mm-hmm. like how Calipari's players talk about mm-hmm. him, You're right. that's how I feel about Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I went in there to do it, and he tried to fucking murder me with it. Hmm. And it was a Sunday. He was eating lunch on a couch <laughs> in Jim Brooks's office. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, strike one. Hmm. <laughs> you got to like go, okay. Yeah. Like to shake my hand, he's got to yeah. like get shit together. Yeah. Right. He was completely off book. And mm-hmm. then go page whatever. He committed it all to memory. Wow. And I go, uh, we bumped fist. I sat down. And he's like, hey. <laughs> okay. And I say that what I said, I came mm-hmm. here to fire you, Jerry. And he looked at me and I went, oh, okay. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got the right dude because I'll fucking kick the shit out of uh-huh. you. Like, this is what uh-huh. I've been waiting for my whole life. Mm-hmm. This is where every other pussy taps out. Right, <laughs> right. Like you uh-huh. want to thug, let's right. th- Karis one. You want to uh-huh. thug, let's <laughs> thug. Yeah. You respecting Tupac? Tupac respecting me. Uh-huh. Right. And in that audition, at first I read for the quarterback. And I blew it. Oh, really? My mom's oh. from Odessa. My grandmother was Miss Cisco. I spent my summers in Del Rio because my grandfather had a motorhome on the river there. So I don't know why. I wound hmm. up doing Anthony Clark, a gay comedian from <laughs> Richmond. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking believe it. I know Anthony. Yeah. Spin the wheel, sweetheart. Uh-huh. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I blew it. Then I said, what about the nanny, the male nanny, which played excellently by Brad. I forget his last name. Because I had that John Coltrane cassette in the mm-hmm. script. He goes, but I want you to use this. And right. you think he's going to take out a condom. And he takes out Coltrane and Miles Davis. I had that cassette. Mm-hmm. I knew I'm a jazz guy. Mm-hmm. And I knew that speech. Mm-hmm. Like two sentences in, I go, yeah, these are two masters of their craft. But, 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 but. And they don't even, you know, eye contact alone. And Bill Evans, the only white guy that Miles ever played with other than Gil Evans, who did sketches of Spain. Mm-hmm. And Bill Evans, the minimalism of that and where he doesn't play. That's what makes it. And sets these, but, but, but. Like I knew it. Mm. That wasn't the speech, but it was like that. Mm-hmm. And he, Cameron says to me, well, before I go to Jim Brooks, Richard Sakai, Cameron, everybody, he goes, and Sony execs, this is the first thing I'm going to cut. It's the, what I can cut today, and it makes no difference in the film. Just say it exactly. The worst thing you can say to an mm. actor, just do that again. <laughs> it's like Jackie Gleason coming in. Exactly. Mm, Rachel, <laughs> a string of Palapanese. Uh-huh. Hello, ponies, oh you idiots. <laughs> and I blew that. And then Jim Brooks, after a long, weird silence, hmm. but nobody moved. And everybody was looking at the floor. I remember it perfectly. But they didn't say, like, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm just standing there. No, I never hold sides. Mm-hmm. You go there like you're shooting it. You're not going to hold sides in the movie. I never mm-hmm. understood that. Mm-hmm. And it's just quiet and quiet. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Hmm. And then Jim Brooks goes, what about sugar? Hmm. And I just went, oh, okay. Which is the one you wanted anyway, right? <laughs> it was never, I never wrapped my brain around mm-hmm. wanting it. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, I would Because oh, you only get the sides you get, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew yeah. the script and by <clears throat> almost by heart. And I said, uh, okay. And then they go, you want to read for uh, sugar? Hmm. And I said, Oh, this is one of those moments. I said, he deserves to be played completely, so I don't want to take sides in the hallway and come back because I'll, I, I'll, I'll give you Bob Sugar, but I just need to give you all of them. Hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> You're like, I'm here now, right? And for some reason, Sony and Cameron Crowe and these guys, they had nothing but time. It was hmm. a Thursday, and Cameron goes, you want to come back like after the weekend? I go, great. Hmm. Monday? And he goes, Wednesday. Hmm. And I was like, Okay, and I just did it. I just devoured it. Mm. And I just what I do is I I'm a you know I'm a, a mimic. Mm-hmm. I don't really think I'm, I'm, I know I'm a comic, and I know I figured out some ways to act. And the way I do it is I create the person, mm. and then I do the impression of that person. Oh, it's okay. sort of like I'm a side mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know anybody like Bob Sugar. They sent me tape of this guy Drew Rosenhaus, an agent usually from uh, from the U. He's a my big Miami guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, that ain't him. That mm. ain't him. And it was just really. Diagonally, like, when, remember Family Circus when they draw like the dotted line? Yes. People, yes. people are looking or where yeah. they walk. No matter where we were sitting or standing, the dotted line from my eyes to yours, mine, my trajectory was down. Hmm. Even if I was a foot shorter than you, I had to look at you like I'm looking at you now. Interesting, yeah. Because, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm not looking down at you, but I changed physically. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, I auditioned. I had long, like, pro wrestler hair, like I was in the Heart Foundation. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the mouth of the South came into my audition like, I'm going to tell you something right now, brother. <laughs> and I didn't have a suit. Hmm. I had a ponytail. Like, I was a mess. Hmm. And they just caught my hair, put a suit on me. Hmm. The first line I ever said on film was, Cronin's okay for lunch? And I'm like, this is like wearing clown shoes. Because mm. there's no way that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just open a door, there's a row of cameras, and Tom Cruise is standing there. <laughs> but what I learned from Tom is he's so much better than anyone will ever give him credit for. Um, there was the firing scene, his coverage. Mm-hmm. I go, you want it smaller. And it was, he knew it was from like his uh, like collarbone up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you ungrateful. And I drifted from the mat box. And I went too far away for his eye line. Hmm. And he's going like this with his finger, tell, pointing to tell me to go closer to the mat box with hmm. his eye line. Mm-hmm. As he's talking up here, you ungrateful, unctuous. <laughs> okay. I'm, and he's, I realized there was a complete disconnect. Like this up here is Jerry. Hmm. And this is Tom telling me, we're going to do this again. I need <laughs> to get back to the mat box. Mm-hmm. But, it's o- but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Like in that motion. Brilliant. Hmm. He's a great actor, man. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky, how do you act a little crazy? Hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Rolling your phone. All right, that's too many. Mm-hmm. No, dude. No, I'm, I'm just we're there. I'm just in it. Oh, I get it. I'm like, in it. Trust I talk me. too much, and I'm like, I know you guys are going, no, no, no. But I, uh, look, I just came out of a marriage where I was fucking gaslit for 10 years, <laughs> and I went to a psychiatrist. I said, I think I have a tail with spikes on it and bells, <laughs> because I walk through a room, and I leave it going, that was nice, and the drive home is, what were you doing? Huh, interesting. For 10 years, yeah. and uh, lasting effect. No, it's just like that... I'm just just the the I'm just looking at right now just the <clears throat> the connections. I mean, for mm-hmm. me to be writing different stroke stuff, Norman Lear, you know, for you to have met Norman Lear, done stuff, and then for me to be reading a Jerry Maguire script years ago mm-hmm. before they even cast anybody, and me telling my friend, this shit's gonna win everything. Whoever mm-hmm. plays this, this motherfucker, this mother, this yeah, shit where's, right where's here. Where's Kevin Bacon and in I, this? Yeah, and I'm like, this <laughs> I'm is one this. degree. And then for you to actually play the role, and I said, well, whoever plays this yeah, dude, like they be. really gonna have to be an ass because this character is like really, you know, it's something. Mm-hmm. And then when it got cast, I remember my first thought was, who is this? <laughs> you didn't know who I was. You? We watched Saturday Night Live. We knew you. Are were you there. kidding me? Like the best Christopher mm-hmm. Walken. Like you were the oh, reason. Okay. Why, you were the reason I was watching Saturday Night Live during that time period. Because well, you while, had a lot of lonely Saturday nights. Because <laughs> I did. I did. And I was there. I was the guy that waved goodnight at the end you of the show. Yeah, because I was like, Stand why next is to the band so they But I cut remember you out the- Christopher Walken because it was like the first time. It's like someone knows. You know, I'm a hardcore Christopher. I love mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. So, I love you as well. And he's just amazing. <laughs> and wow. like, I love that character. So it was like, yeah, so please. But I'm just thinking connection for the comeback and for him to play that role and have that script. And El Boogie, the universe, it talks to us. <laughs> <laughs> People, if they don't believe in God Almighty, you have to believe in the stars. <laughs> but when you see a star, mm-hmm. it's been gone for eight years. <laughs> it's a memory. <laughs> but there it is every night, your whole lifetime, course. Shut <laughs> up. Don't be playing with me here. Take off, take off, take off your shirt. <laughs> but see, that's the key to the mimic, though. Huh? That's the key to the mimic. And we've talked, he and I have talked about this before. One of the things I love that you embrace when you become the character and the voice that you do, because you've done tons of voices, is you actually go into yes. the body. You do the gestures and the face and the movement and the hands and everything and somebody can totally separate you from them and be like, that's him. Really? Yeah, because you go, 
into mm-hmm. the body language of whatever the character is. Or other people just do the voice. Right. And you can hear the voice coming from here. You do the whole mannerisms and the blinking of the eye and the gestures of the hands. And the, well, that's you know what, what I do mean? acting, too. Like yeah. I got to figure out who that person is. Mm-hmm. And I did not know who the guy was at the table read until mm-hmm. I knew it at home mm-hmm. before I went down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then your narration to circle back. I don't know if you're aware of the gravitas, the... Your words are weighted, and you don't. I knew you don't waste them. And uh, Hill will tell you, I'm in like you are telepathic, and you are also an intuitive and an empath, and you've been here before, and you know that because people told you you're an old soul your whole life, Mm -hmm. even as a little girl, without looking at the lines in your hands like Mm -hmm. the parlor trick people do. (laughs) But when you are narrating, you you're a time traveler. You slowed me inside. I wrote in that script, get your fucking shit together. Really? On about 14 pages. Really? Fucking amateur hour. Get it together. What the fuck are you doing? Interesting. This is too great. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking asshole. And I'm not a loathing guy. Mm -hmm. I like myself. Mm -hmm. And you narrating it, it was like lulling somebody off the dribble. I'm she draws you in, dude. I'm at the top of the key like, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then about halfway through, I was, it, I was just listening to you narrate. And what you wrote, Hilliard, mm-hmm. it was as if you were reading. Po- it, was, it, was, it is poetry what you wrote in this Thank script. I've, I've said this to you, and I said it as I was driving home, too, mm-hmm. from that table read. But Lisa, like you reading his poetry, no one, I've, I, you were the best actor in the room. And I, he'll back she, me up. He's I've said this, this 50 times. That's where to go. 50 times. By <clears throat> far, mm-hmm. the best actor in the room was Lisa because she changed yep. time. She moved spirits, energies, and everybody just the way you were You narrating. had to drive the whole thing. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like the Citadel burns to the fucking mm-hmm. ground and it's... You could read it like this, and then this happens. Mm-hmm. But there is a laconic nature to the way you read the words. And when you read them, I need to know what's next. Mm. And you slowed everything down. So then when my line came, after I wrote, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're Hilliard's your friend, and this is a favor. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's one of the best scripts you've ever read in your life. And then that, you just, like, tamped that out entirely. And then Frederick, across the room, I found my frequency. Mm-hmm. And then right when we, uh, I don't know how much you can talk about the script. Oh, it's fine. Like, a <laughs> little bit before now. the courthouse, <laughs> I, uh, I said that line the way I was supposed to say that line. Mm-hmm. That's all. Look at me. Mm. It was all because of you. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, there's nobody I could ever say that about in relationship, marriage, girlfriend, sex, friendship. Mm. You literally moved time and changed it without knowing it. Just your force. I totally agree with you. Because we, 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 we um, debriefed after it was all over. And I was telling Lisa that, <clears throat> I don't know if we talked about this or not, we got to that whole third act at the courthouse when everything's about to go to shit. And all of a sudden, Lisa, you were like, and then this happens, this happens, this happens, and you went, 
interior, yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden, you're right. She drew everybody, and it's like, we in Act 3, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking riot is about to happen. Okay. And you started talking to us like, this is, here's, here's a story. She acquired it. She went to the campfire, mm-hmm. and everybody drew nice. in. I felt the whole room went, shh, like this. The whole room was Nobody listening. else would have did it like that. The whole room was listening to Lisa. Yeah. Whole room. And it's actors who are like, yeah. where's my, where, what Seriously. fucking page? Where am I? Like, I'm not on for another 40 pages. Exactly. And it's like. <laughs> they forgot. They forgot. They were just like, listening. It's like hearing Bukowski read Bluebird. You're like, mm-hmm. but it's holy like, shit. Like I said, when the actors start getting in there, like a couple times, I was stumbling over lines because it's like, I got caught into the story. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh shit, I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> and then my voice started to go. It's like, oh shit, here comes the sore throat. Come on, Lisa, you should have took some more because I took mm-hmm. that medicine. And she was all sick the day before. I was, I was so upset with myself. Because <laughs> I was like, great, I got plenty of time. go be good. And mm. literally, I got the sore throat. I was like, Jesus, Lisa, come on. Guzzling me stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're doing good. We're going to make it. And then that third act, and I started coughing. I was like, mm. oh, no, you only got 40 more pages. You can do this, bitch. Well, comes no one's looking. <laughs> Hurry up, pick a sip of water. <laughs> what happens when there's fire? There's smoke. What does smoke make you do? So you clearing your throat like we were all standing oh, in this yeah, burning building. Use it, right? Like yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like that's a good everything point. that you were feeling was entirely appropriate. Mm-hmm. You had to be more quiet because right. of your health. <laughs> <laughs> you were the best actor in the room. I've never seen that shit in my life. It was well. Thank you. I like literally. I just came in to read, and probably because working on the script with you and mm-hmm. talking to you and going through it. She's been there since day one. I picture the story stuff, she helped me. I would just, mean like literally You know, everything. and then just going, and because <clears throat> my, like I tell people, my day job, we tell stories because we do have campfires mm-hmm. and it was like, going in, it was like, we just going to tell the story mm-hmm. and Lisa, you are just that, you know, that griot. Your job yeah. is Only just Only note I heard for her was keep your energy up. Yeah, keep and just keeping up. the actors, because I always <laughs> heard stories when people do table reads, how mm-hmm. actors, a lot of times actors, they just highlight their lines and they're just waiting for their, oh, yeah. their line to come I mean, up. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. they're not... <laughs> no, seriously, like, who fucking doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to highlight somebody else's lines. <laughs> when you have, all right, you got photo albums at home, right? You look at the pictures that you're in. You don't look at the pictures you're not in in a photo album. Like, oh, wow. That's when Uncle Jeff had a mustache. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Look at me at the beach. My pipes were nice. And look at know, the biceps on the beach. And also because of the, su- the subject matter, too. It's like I really have to, mm-hmm. like, keep people <clears throat> focused on that and mm-hmm. just draw them in. And, like, literally that last part was like, my first thought was, oh, here it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about I'm the only white guy in the room. And the first thing I do out of the gate is, A, uh, rape my you, daughter. Wait, you're not the only white <laughs> no, guy in the, the room. No, he was the only one. Way to fuck up the story. <laughs> All right. I was in the five. Uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> I was in the five percentile, or the ten percentile. More accurate. Ten uh-huh. percent, uh, yeah. at least. At least. All right. Certainly in the minority. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my first scene, I rape my daughter. Mm-hmm. And my second scene is just. No good N-word, N-word, N-word And hey boy, shine my shoe, you mother effer N-word, N-word But I will say this Because in our last episode we taped beforehand We were talking about good villains mm-hmm. And the thing about it is when, when you did that character Like a part of me was listening to My relatives, my Appalachian and my Cajun relatives That come from that side of the family Who, you know, they got with black folk And native folk and had a bunch of us mm-hmm. But they were assholes And so when I heard that There was that that sense of humanizing I heard, even though the character's like terrible, because of the way you you acted that character out, like I felt something. And so even with the scenes of the daughter, all the horrible right. things, there was a humanity to that character. I think I know why. Because I was so out of my mind not there <laughs> until you lulled me in. Interesting. That I actually seep through. 
Mm. Because I see no humanity in that character. Mm. None. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Bob Sugar, there's a human- this is my fucking job. Sorry, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my job is to sign fucking football players yes. for the most money possible. Right. And if you want to put out a mission statement saying, I want less, <laughs> well, guess what? Game mm-hmm. on. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. <laughs> That's just what you would want your dad to do, your right. grandfather to do. That's right. how we got all this money. That's why right. we're in this nice house. My grandfather mm-hmm. was a boss. Right. But that guy had just none. Mm. And I didn't look, first time I didn't look for it. Because mm. I went, because of the subject matter, I said, nah, he doesn't deserve humanity. Mm. He doesn't deserve compassion. He doesn't deserve me rooting around for his compassion. Mm. He's a vile motherfucker. Mm. And I get choked up thinking about it because I don't know what it's like to be black. I don't mm. know what it's like. Today, when I used to have the radio show, I'd be like, it is always about race. It is. You don't think so because you're white. If mm-hmm. you're black, it is an everyday thing. Every day. You walk into Whole Foods and people go, what's he doing here? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And let's take, racial, uh, let's take racism out of it. Mm-hmm. At 12% of the population, most places you go, yeah. you're an outlier, period. Yeah. If a Puerto Rican guy walks into like a, a, a fucking temple, you mm-hmm. go, what's the, there's a, what the fuck? <laughs> Everyone looks. Mm-hmm. So just being 12% of a populace is going to make you the outlier. And then the fact that just we live in an incredibly racist fucking country, it's humiliating. Mm-hmm. So to be able to say those words that you wrote, those vile words, there was no compassion, no humanity to the guy. So I think, I think it was actually me mm. being so apologetic before being able to say it out mm. loud. Mm. So the fact well, that you found any compassion in that reading is but, astounding. But here's yeah. the deal. Lisa and I talked I'm really about good. It. <laughs> I should work more. That. Lisa and I talked about this a lot, about those characters, because we were trying to figure out, like, there was one tiny moment that you probably wouldn't see in the script, but if they filmed it right, you would see a little redeeming moment for you. There's one. And it's it's when yeah. you come home and we don't reveal who you are, we see you from the back. Mm-hmm. And you bring uh, flowers to your sickly wife. Yeah. In the beginning. There's a little... Well, that's later. It's It's... Um, 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 oh no! It's right smack dab in the middle. It's right before yeah. we reveal that she's your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, but there's just that little subtle moment that you can't quite tell in the script, but you can see it if we shot it. There would be li- it would linger longer. It would. It be- would have been a long <clears throat> conversation. Yeah. Between you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Because the flowers. Mm-hmm. That was the the oil slick. You can't chase me down over there. <laughs> That's like, I deal with addicts all day, you know? Uh-huh. I'm fucking Twix in my mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Twix. Peanut butter Twix is what's mm. up. <laughs> I deal with addicts all day. Mm-hmm. I'm doing interventions and stuff, and I am an addict. Mm-hmm. In recovery today, by the grace of God. Addicts do this. That fucking doctor, that motherfucker, you know what he said? Mm. Brush fire. Mm. Don't look at the inferno inside mm-hmm. of here. Hey, uh, we were in the pool. That guy fucking pissed in the pool. He told me he fucking pissed in the pool. And I see it like brush fire over there. Mm-hmm. It's all so you don't look here inside mm-hmm. of me because mm-hmm. nobody asked that person, how are you today? Right. Mm-hmm. How's your sobriety today? Right. I'll tell you how it is. This fucking Indian doctor from India, this fucking <laughs> Gupta Jeep mm-hmm. fucking shit, mm-hmm. godhead motherfucker, which only the women wear the bats if they're married. Mm-hmm. Way to go, ignoramus. Um, so to me, the flowers were like, there you go. It was just like a, just like a sleight of hand. Right. Mm. Like, here's some flowers. You're going to be happy. You're going to be looking at them and smelling them. Right. 
and I'll be done by the time you take your head out of them. Right. <laughs> but when right. I take my head out of them, okay. you'll be taking your head out of them. Right. So I understand as a writer yeah. what that was, mm-hmm. but that would have been a long conversation on mm-hmm. set because that person doesn't, to me, yeah, doesn't yeah, deserve... <clears throat> that read mm-hmm. that take he doesn't deserve a take mm. just give me one take <laughs> no it would bother me that I put it, the idea that that may be on film mm-hmm. that itty bitty window of humanity into this fucking person's soul that has none that's filled with tar that would have bothered me but it me was during a we time when they didn't anymore. know they were filled with tar it was just a exactly. way he's raping his daughter no no that's part of part of yes and that's part telling, of it yeah. yes but his racist part is not. That's just a way of life. Is it, it was a natural way of being Is that way, way of, of life based in anything <clears throat> having to do, any synonym or simile of love? No. Mm-hmm. It's hatred based. It's entirely, yes. whether it's the time mm-hmm. or that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Hey, my grandfather, my grandfather looked at a band. My grandfather didn't have a racist bone in his body, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drop one in here Just so you guys know It was about 30, 25, 22, 23 years ago He's in a trailer park He drives up from Del Rio He's in Malibu in a trailer park mm. He's one of those dudes He opens the floorboard He's got 300 grand in cash You're like, what the <laughs> Like, you made parking lots What the fuck Like, you did parking lots in New Jersey mm-hmm. You got all this cake <laughs> And a, uh, it wasn't Evander Holyfield It was six Ah, oh, fuck Lennox Lewis mm-hmm. Was weighing in for a fight No, mm-hmm. it was Riddick Bowe Excuse me okay. Riddick Bowe was weighing in for a fight The Galata stuff And my grandfather goes That's one big buck nigger and I go, <laughs> me and my sister Virginia go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we just went, oh my, like, we yeah. almost vomited. And he looked at us on that, he goes, what? <laughs> wow. Look, and All he right. points to the screen, mm. six foot six, 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it again, mm. but he goes, look, mm. he had f- already forgotten the word. Mm-hmm. That's something he heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that man was all love. That's mm-hmm. my hero, Red, mm-hmm. Maurice Ferguson. That's mm-hmm. the man. That's eternal. Mm-hmm. That man is everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And it was so like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. That's a different time. Mm-hmm. That's a man that loved me. My mm-hmm. mother told me she was adopted. That's not my real grandfather. And I told my mother, no, you're, you're wrong to this day. Mm-hmm. My blood's inside that man and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But back then with the script Tulsa, it's it's hate. Mm. It's fear. Like you know, like on Django when you see the see the black guy on a horse. Like, <laughs> what the fuck yes. is happening? Yeah. That's progress. Mm-hmm. We don't want progress. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do it. I couldn't. It it would have been a long day. No, well, that's what's up. Well great episode, y'all. Give everybody your um, Twitter and all the chat. At jmore 37 Melrose Improv in Hollywood, June 17th. jmore.com for your uh, podcast needs, live dates. My poetry's up there, short stories, uh, really fun clips. Just got an animator for my podcast to put some stories. Uh, maybe the deer yes. story could be put to animation. Cool. And uh, that's those. that. Whoever you love, somebody just popped into your head, call them. N- don't text. Now. <laughs> now. And then now. Because that's all we got. I love you guys, and I do. Thanks, Jay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Where you at, Lisa? Lisa, coach. You know, you can always find me on Twitter. Uh, You will find me this coming Saturday, uh, co-hosting with Keekso Brother 
and What's up, Geek? Graveyard Shift Center. Uh, finally, at last, Saturday Night Sci-Fi, we are doing Train to Busan. You can find it on Netflix, or you can just buy it on Amazon if you want to. We're going to live tweet it. If you're on the West Coast, it'll be 7 p.m. If you're on the East Coast, it'll be 10 p.m. So if you ever want to see some shenanigans and just kind of like see me when I'm live and typing, mm. check it out. I'm um, also on Bitch Flicks, and uh, I will be coming... Uh, to a con near you, I guess. <laughs> Something with a con in it, right? <laughs> yes. That is what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Um, Make any- sure you go see Wonder Woman when it opens June 2nd. Yes, definitely. Um, this is probably going to be a two-parter, I think. Okay. We're almost at two hours okay. now. So, <clears throat> no doubt. Um, so I'll make sure he'll put the plug at the end gotcha. twice. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, follow us on Facebook and um, shit like that. That's what's up. So you know how we do it on this show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Lisa? 2017. 2017. Peace, y'all. I'm say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.